Thank you, Reverend, for this opportunity. We thank God for the way he's taking us through uh, this period of praying and fasting. Pray the Lord. I thank God for this opportunity, something I cannot take for granted. Thank God for the, the leadership of the cathedral and also God for choosing me to be, to be among his vessels. Pray the Lord. Yes, you have heard. Amon Kansim Rahang is my name, and uh, I'm a member of this church. Pray the Lord. Our God and our Father, we worship you. We give you glory for this afternoon, King of Kings. Father, you have brought us in your temple. Fill us, O God, with your presence. Our God and our Father, we pray that Lord, you fill us, O Lord, with your presence. Father, you chose me, King of Kings, this afternoon to be the vessel. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a special anointing, King of Kings. That Lord, you use me, King of Kings, to bring forth your word, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because your word tells us, according to Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, says, come to me, verse 26, 28, come to me, all who, are, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Our God and our Father, we have come King of Kings. Some of us, we are, we, are, we, are, we are burdened. Others, we are confused. We ask that, Lord, this afternoon, that, Lord, you give us rest. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. Um, today's word is coming from, from, the, from the letter of Paul to Romans chapter 10, verse, from verse 5. Paul is later to Romans chapter 10, uh, chapter 10, from verse 5 to, to verse 17. And the, the topic is saying, generating faith by the word. Generating faith by the word. Romans chapter, chapter 10, verse, from verse 5 says, I'm using NKJV. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who would ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Oh, who will descend into, into the abbas? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith by which we preach. That, that if, if you confess with your mouth, with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised, has raised has raised him from the dead, you will, you will be saved. For, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jews and Greeks, for the same Lord over, over all is rich to all who call, who call upon him. For whoever calls, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then 
shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of, of whom they have not heard? And how, and, how shall, and how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring good, who bring good tidings of good, of good things, but they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Pray the Lord. Here comes the end of our reading. Yes, uh, Paul was writing to the, the church in Rome. Uh, he wrote many things, but when we reach here in verse 14, there are many questions. He asked many questions. I don't know when we are, when we are reading our Bibles, how we interpret these questions, and they are very powerful to our salvation. They are, they are very powerful. These days, a lot is happening, Church is fond of moving, all believers are fond of moving from one place to another, but forgetting one thing, that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. As maybe as we are rotating, these days, everything almost is digital. You can sit in, in, a, in a sitting room, and then you can almost attend every service. During lockdown, uh, I, would be, I would be at home. And I would sit there. And in the morning, we'd see St. Francis in another church. So one time I asked myself a question. And that was around six. So Amon, which service have we attended? Almost every preacher or saints, Chisugu, Chitara, Hueya, Hueya. So I asked myself a question. So which service have we attended? Which word have you picked? Among these sermons that have been preached, which word have you preached? Sorry, have you picked? Oh, who has preached to you? Pray the Lord. And I found myself, literally I had picked nothing and I, except watching those programs on the TV. But the scripture is telling us that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So, our topic is saying, generating faith by the word of God. Ask yourself a question. Do I read the Bible? Have I, how is my Bible reading? Because the scripture is telling us that faith comes by hearing and by and and by hearing and hear and hearing by the word of God. So, as most of the time, especially in this season, we are fond of every morning, jam. My children are going back to school. I have to take them. I have by six these days, especially same candidates. Most of the candidates and and sub candidates. Most of them, they, they enter class as early as 6. Some even enter as, as, as early as 5.30. So now, before you realize, you are causing a jam at your gate, at the gate of, your school, of the school of your children, and then you are, you are there, your heart is boiling. They are going to find me at, at my place of work. And so the, the day just ends like that. You have not meditated on the word of God. You have not have time alone with your God, and then you think that you are growing. Actually, meanwhile, you are fasting. 
you are in rent period and then you are not reading the word, do you think that you are going to grow? So when we hear the word generate, what, what does it mean? It means to produce, it means to start up or to trigger something and other things. So to generate is to produce. When you are reading the word of God, it should be able to produce faith in you. Expertism, professionalism without faith is nothing. That's why we see many scandals are still happening in our country because of professionalism. Instead of depending on the word of God, we are saying I'm an accountant, I'm a procurement officer, we will solve this. He's someone who was telling us. This guy was an accountant. He was in a certain office. They would do all sorts of, of evil activities in office. Then for him, his work was to move around those ghetto presses, forging receipts. To make sure that he has brought a, a forged receipt, he has included it in, a, in, the account, in the accountability, and the books are balancing. But when in actual sense, money did not do the work it was supposed to do. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, that professionalism, expertism cannot, cannot please God without faith. Pray the Lord. So may the Lord help us. Instead of depending on our own strength, we depend on God. The Bible tells us in the, in, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1 from verse 35, that early in the morning, Jesus would, would rise up. Early in the morning, now unfortunately for us, very early in the morning, we are thinking of dropping our children to school. And then we think that we are going to grow. And then we think that our spending 40 days, uh, 40 days of praying and fasting without reading the word will help us. Pray the Lord. Faith is generated by the word of God. Meanwhile, by definition, faith is complete trust or confidence in something. For our case, our, uh, our, complete, our complete trust should be in God. Faith is complete trust in God. Having, knowing that without God, I will not do anything. That is, that is what it means to have faith in God. And it is generated by the word of God. We must be Bible readers. And not every Bible reader, is, by the way, is a believer. So on top of reading the Bible, our Bibles, we have to pray. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. I remember way back in average that this man, he used to read, he was a Bible reader, but he was a drunkard, he was an, ad, an adulterer, he was a name it, very upright man. Every other morning before taking breakfast, you find him reading the Bible. His home was a, 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 along the, around the road. Every other morning you see him reading the Bible. But in the evening you see the guy drunkard, see the guy moving around with people's wives, and he ended up dying misery. Pray the Lord. So don't say, I've, I've, read my, I've read the Bible. Some of us, we have them on our phones. Some of, our, of us, we have different versions without asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you or without asking the Holy Spirit to change you. You are reading the Bible end up in vain. 
There is a song that is in Uganda is praise. It says, it is so sweet to trust in the Lord and to know thus saith the Lord. It is 173. The things we are doing, are you hearing the voice of God? Or you are speaking to yourself? I know that I, I must have this. But what is God saying? It is so sweet to trust in the name of the Lord. It is so sweet to hear what God is saying. Most of the prophets, most of the prophets, in, 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 in their writings, you'll find a common statement, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Pray the Lord. So what is God saying? What has God said to you in the morning? Oh, anyway, did you even pray? Over other time, your heart is into something. You left something at your table, and you, are, you must beat the, the target. And then you come and testify, thank God, this month I was able to beat the target without reading the, the word. Yes, you, you do all that you are doing, it is good, but have you read the, have you read the word of God? And you see, faith cannot be bought. You cannot say every other day I will be in church, or every other day I will give tithe, or I will, they will be recognizing me as they will recognize me as a, as a, as a giver in the church without reading the word. There was this man uh, in Acts, Acts chapter eight, when things were, when apostles were doing great things, he thought of. He thought that him by has, having money would help him to get what they were using. And then he said, Acts chapter 8, uh, from verse 14 to, to verse 23, but I'm going to, to read from verse 18. And when, this, uh, sorry, and when Simon saw through the laying on, on, through the laying on of, of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me the power also that, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in the matter, for, for, your, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness. Pray the Lord. And so on. So Simon, this sorcerer, saw great things that the apostles were doing. Literally, did he know that in Acts chapter chapter eight, sorry, in Acts chapter one, he, uh, Jesus told them, "Remain in the upper room until the Holy Spirit comes on you." And when the Holy Spirit came on them, they started doing extraordinary things. From the book, uh, they started doing extraordinary things right off from Acts chapter three. And then the sorcerer was, was watching them, was watching them. He realized that his sorcerer things could not help him. So he was like, let me give you money so that I, I can also partake, what you, I can also have that, that which you have. And then we see si, uh, uh, Peter rebuking him, pray the Lord. So faith cannot be bought with money. Faith cannot be bought with money. It is something that we get from the Holy Spirit. Anything from the Holy Spirit, you will never acquire it with your money. Whether you are a good giver, whether you are a what, whether you are, you are smart, when I was in Erevo, they, 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 recognized, they recognized me as a smart student. 
in a level of play the road. Whether you are smart, whether your English is up there, whether you whatever those things we normally exhort ourselves with, forget about having faith because these are the things, this is something that we receive from the Holy Spirit. Because it comes by hearing. So what is it that we hear? I told you my experience. When I used to attend almost every service on TV, beginning over from St. Francis, I think their service begins around 8, 9. I think it's 8. Then I go on, all saints, I go on. Then from there, Chisugu. Then from there, Watoto. Then from Watoto in the afternoon. You see St. Stephen's Chitara. You see St. Stephen's Chisugu. Then at the end of the day, nothing I picked. So when, this, when lockdown was a bit relaxed, I was, I was like, no, I must go. Pray the Lord. So check. Check that thing that you hear. Check that the so-called apostle that you watch on the TV, on YouTube. There are many preachers. They are powered out. They are, they, are, they are summons. But are they, what is their intention? We must be very careful. When you are praying for your family, what is it that you are praying? We have seen, in, we have seen here in Romans chapter, chapter 10, verse 5 says, sorry, verse 1 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So what is your prayer for your family? Is it to get, to get money? Is it to conquer territories? Is it to acquire more property? Is it occupy bigger offices? Is it be healed? For Paul's desire and his prayer were that Israel would be saved. Because these are people who exalted themselves by calling themselves the children of Abraham. One of the, in, we see in, in one of the Gospels, as Jesus was interacting with them, they said, we are Abraham's children. So being a, being a son of the, of the reverend, or being a son of the bishop, or being a son of the Mobulzi, cannot add you anything. They, they kept on saying that for us we are Abraham's children, therefore, salvation, we, we, we don't need salvation. What is your prayer for your family? What do you, as you are praying for your, for your husband, as you are praying for your wife, as you are praying for your children, as you are praying for your colleague, what is it that you are, you are mentioning before God? Remember specific prayers, receive specific answers. In Romans chapter 6, there, there was this question, they asked, Paul asked this question, he says, but the righteousness of God speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? Pray the Lord. Do not say in your heart that who will ascend into heaven? Who are given authority? Oh, who will, that is to bring Christ from above. Oh, who will descend into Abbas? As we are praying, most of the time as we are praying, not every other day you kneel or you go before, you, before the Lord to pray is that you are going to receive answer from there and then. At times he will be saying, he, may, he has many, many ways of responding to your, to your prayers. But you see, most of the time, as we are praying, we are like, I need this to be done tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then God is saying, no, if you do this tomorrow, oh, you are not yet ready to, for this. And then you keep on hustling, hustling. And then at the end of the day, you ask yourself, now, 
we have prayed. Are we, maybe, maybe, is it true that Jesus rose from the dead? You are asking that question. Yes, if we ask, if he rose from the dead, how come that he's not hearing my prayers? Oh, who will go into, into, into Abbas to bring him up? If he's still in the grave, who can, who can be there? The Bible, who can go there? The Bible tells us in Psalm 24 that the earth is Lord's and his fullness. Who may ascend the hero of the road? Pray the road. So as you are praying, don't think that God is far away from, from you. God is near. The only way is that one of the reasons that's why he may not respond, at times we want God to, to come into our box. You see, when you want to score a goal, if you are a goalkeeper, when you want to score a goal, you cannot remain in your box and then you think that you are going to score a goal. You must purpose to enter into someone's post goal, uh, 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 box so that you will be able to score. If you say, uh, for me, I'm number six, I must remain in number six stack, you will never get anything. You will never score anything. People keep on cheering, 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 but at the GIU, you are stuck. You must purpose to move a, 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 a mile. Jesus, uh, Paul is saying that the word is near you. The word is near you, and that is faith. As you are asking yourself that question, how come I'm not getting healed? How come I'm not getting this? How come my children are still stuck in, 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 in their evil activity, in their evil behaviors? How come my, my family is still like this? The Bible is telling us that the word is near. You just have faith. If anything fails to work, don't begin to, 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 to ring around. Because I have had a preacher somewhere, I'll go there. No, wait upon the name of the Lord. Because the Bible tells us that he, who put, he whose trust is in God shall not be put to shame. In Romans, in Romans 10 verse 8, there is, there is hope for us. And what does it say? Romans 8 says, but what does it say? The word of God is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Those sermons we hear from, from YouTube and whatever, are there elements of faith? Those ideas, guidance, some of us, we have family counselors. I'm not saying that counseling is bad, but as you are listening to your counselor, if, is that counseling built on faith or it is built on man and man and man and that's, and that's all? Counselor, we have, we have a family counselor and let me call my family cancer. If that family cancer, if your cancer is not counseling from is not counseling from the Bible, if that counseling is not from the Bible, better run off from that counseling because it is not going to help you pray the Lord. So, how does it come? As we have seen in how as we have seen in, in in Romans, in Acts chapter, Acts, chapter, Acts chapter 8, we have seen that it does not come with our money. We cannot buy it. So how does faith come? How, do, how can it be generated in our hearts? How can it be generated in our prayers? 
Number one is, is in Romans chapter 10 verse 9, which says, verse 10 verse 9 says, uh, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So faith comes to us by confession. We must confess with our hearts. If something is still, is still, uh, is still challenging you, tell it, tell that condition that with my, my God is able. My God is able. We, have, we saw in the, uh, when you read the Daniel, chapter, Daniel chapter 3 and chapter 2, when, 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 when King Nebuchadnezzar was intimidating Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they told him, our God is, is, is able to save us. And they said, even if he's not willing to save us, we are not going to bow down to your image. Didn't he save them? So there's that condition that is still stubborn in your life. That God, my God is going to move you, but even if he will not move you, I'm not, go, I'm not going to bow down to the worship of this image. Praise the Lord. Because some of them, they come just to worship them. You are praying for a stubborn spirit. You are praying for a stubborn situation in your family. It is not moving. Just tear it. Stand on your feet and tear it. I'm not go, even if you don't go, I'm going to remain serving my God. Because my God is able. When I started coming here, uh, that was 205, I think. I saw one of the boys. By then, I think he was in S2. He had a T-shirt. And I was miserable. I was going through a lot. Uh, I'd finished senior four, and uh, a lot has, wa was happening. So this guy had a, a, a white T-shirt. And on his T-shirt was written, my God is able. So there's that condition, my God is able. He's willing to save me. Confess with your mouth. But the Bible has told us, that with your mouth you confess and, and you believe in your heart and then you shall be saved. Acknowledge that, he's, that he is no longer in the grave, that he was raised from the dead. Acknowledge him that Jesus lives. He rose from the dead and we live and he lives with us. He is with us that, and as, as, his, as, as his name sounds, Emmanuel, God with us. So know that God is with us. Know that God is within that circumstance, even if it is still stubborn, or it, even if it is what? Know that God is still with you. In Revelations, Revelations chapter, chapter 1, verse 18, Revelations chapter 1, verse 18, uh, it says, it says, verse 18 and 17 and 18, it's, it says, uh, verse 17, and, and I saw him, I fell at his, at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid, I'm the first and the last. Um, um, I am he who lives and who was dead, and behold, I am alive forever, Amen, and, and I have the keys of heads and of death. Pray the Lord. So know that God lives forever. He is with us. In Romans chapter 10, verse, verse 8 says, uh, another point is that believe that the word of God is near you. It is in your heart. Just, just ask God to, 
to, to, to mature you in the things of faith. Because there are things you may not get or you not get without your faith being raised up. If you are still struggling in faith, there are certain things you will not receive. 11, verse, Romans 10, 11, know that if you believe in him, you will never be put to shame. Did Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, did they get ashamed? They were not. Instead, they are promoted. Daniel was promoted. Joseph was promoted. So whoever believes in him shall not be, saved, shall, shall not be put to shame. The serpent found Eva and, and then asked, him, asked her, did God say? And then she started fumbling with words. Ah, you see, you see. And then you are there, you are working. And maybe the salary has drained and there is this money in your drawer. Some of you have, you are purchasing officers and then you are like, ah, ah, these things. Did really God say that my salary is enough? Is it true that my salary is enough? If I can forge this thing, I can pass. I can pay school fees. I can pay rent. See, when you are, some of us who are still in rentals, the landlord can't burn your door. Please, please, please. And then you are like, what, what can I do? I haven't gotten the money. The man is not understanding. And then in that, in, in, in that, in that saga, then you, you end up compromising your faith. Praise the Lord. The Bible is telling us that whoever believes in him, sorry, whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. If we believe in Christ fully, you will not be put to shame. Praise the Lord. You are a girl and a boyfriend is lying. Say, ah, you see, for us before getting married, we first check, what are you checking? The Bible tells us you will, never, you will not be put to shame. If you believe on him, my hope is built in him. Where is your hope? What, where is your hope built? We are told in the, in, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter, is it chapter 7? Think somewhere there. One, a wise man and a foolish man, they all built houses. One built on a, on, a, on, a, on a rock, another one built on a sinking ground. What happened when the, when the floods came? So where is your hope? Is it built on sinking ground or it is built on the rock who is Jesus Christ? In, 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 in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter, chapter 30 from verse 7 to 8, this takes us to a point of running to inquire from the Lord. What, happened, what happens when you find your house is disorganized? It is 1 Samuel. Chapter 30. What happens when you find that your house is disorganized? When you find someone has forged your signature? When you find some things have been stolen? There was a, I was in a meeting, I think last year, this year, it was a same meeting. This person was testifying how, when they, they had stolen his, her cows, and then along the way they were looking for them, they found them in the neighborhood. Pray the Lord. Do you? Do we inquire from the Lord? The scripture here is telling us 
uh, it says uh, it is the story when David had come from from the from from war, and then he found that his household were taken. From verse from verse five says, and David his two wives Ahinom and Jezreite and Abigail the widow of Nabal the the Camerite had taken had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, in his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Abiathar Ahimelech's son, please bring, uh, bring the effort here for me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Learn to inquire from the Lord. When David came, the Bible is telling us that he was greatly distressed. Remember, they are from the war. Yes, they are, they are from the war. They are tired. He had come back with his armies. On reaching there, everything is taken. They are saying we should stone this guy. Maybe he, maybe he is not serious. See what, what is happening. The Bible is telling us that David inquired from the Lord. Do we inquire from God? Because by, you see, David inquired from the Lord. He said, shall I pass you? And then God answered him. And, and he answered him, pass you, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Pray the Lord. When you continue reading, you find that David recovered everything. You see, his pursuit was built on faith. He knew that God had spoken. He knew that God had, God had told him, pursue, you are going to recover. So as we are praying, as we are praying, are we hearing from God? Are we hearing from, are we hearing from God? David first inquired that thing, that decision you are about to take. Are you inquiring from God? Or your colleagues or your colleagues are saying, yes, it is a good idea. What is God saying about the issue? Don't inquire from God. And as, he, as David was inquiring from God, he made sure that the presence, his, God's presence was around. He called Abiathar, one, uh, one of the priests. And Abiathar could only access the effort because other, other things were already surrounded. So what, he could, uh, what the priest could access was the effort. And David put it on and inquired from the Lord, shall I take, shall I overtake? Will I, shall, shall I pass you? Will I overtake? God answered him. What is God answering us? What is God saying in our situations? When he's keeping quiet, what is it that is in our minds? You see, I have prayed, and then we begin quoting scriptures that are written in the book of hell. Even God helps those who help themselves. So if God helps those, why have we why have we wasted your time inquiring from him? Pray the Lord. Our time is, is, not, on our, is not on our side. But uh, as I'm coming to conclude, listen to Godly sermons and teachings. In the book of Acts chapter 14 from verse 8 to 10, as Paul was preaching, there was this man in Lystra who was learned from, from, from birth. So as Paul was talking, as he was speaking, 
he realized that among the congregants, there was this man who had faith to be healed. And then he called him, he commanded, he said, stand up on your feet. And the guy jumped, pray the road. So, for example, if he was, for example, if he was listening to an ungodly someone, was, this, was, this go, was, this, was that thing going to help him? So let's train ourselves to, to hear from godly sermons and teachings. Yes, he teaches well. He, he has good English. In that good English, is that the presence of God? So then, let's not be overtaken by our associates' accents and what and, and groups. You find yourself, you are, in a, you, are in a, you are in a bad company, and then because you are saying, ah, you see, we studied together, you see, they are, they are my OGs, they are my OBs. What is it that they are, they are telling you? The other day, I was talking to my OBs, and that's why they said, is it why they, that thing they were telling you, is it helpful for your soul? So, this man was hearing from God. Never question God. Abraham was told in, 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 was told in, 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 in Genesis chapter 12, he said, leave your country. He did not ask God, where am I going? Remember, Abraham by then was a rich man. Where am I taking my things? God told him, leave. And then he left, pray the Lord. When God tells you to leave that thing which you are holding on, are you willing to leave? When God tells you to leave that camp or to leave that group you are holding on, the so-called you are, you are, you are all busy and you are all Jesus, are you ready to leave? Or you are saying, ah, they are the ones who, who connected me to my, to, to my current job. I cannot leave them. Pray the Lord. Another point, have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Not every, not every fellowship we hear in our ear, in our ears, or we, are, we see now in town, not every fellowship is godly. And thus, those fellowships, you'll sit there, you'll never hear anything like God from the beginning to the end. So you must have a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In, second, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, say that, and, if, and may the grace of God, let me read, because I must be concluding. So, have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is when our faith will be purity. If we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and then something comes to, to challenge, your, to challenge your, your, your work with God, you will tell that situation, I know my God is able. Pray the Lord. Have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Which, fellowship, which kind of fellowship do you normally enjoy? If there is anything believers must enjoy is the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Other things can be can wait. But when you are in the presence of the Holy of God, it is enough. It is enough. Pray the Lord. Read your Bible, meditate on God's word, have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, be able to live when the when, when the voice tells you to live, to live your home or live your whatever, live your ideas, live everything. Be ready to walk, be ready to obey the voice of the Lord. In doing that, in doing that. Faith will be generated. Our God and our Father, we give you glory. We worship you, King of Kings, Lord, this afternoon. You have spoken to us, O oh God, concerning generating, the, generating faith by, by, by the word. Our God and our Father, we ask that, Lord, as we move out of this church, as we, as we go back to our places of work, 
Father, my God, had a personal God that on, on the thing, or among the things would be, would, be, would be desiring to do, would desire, Father, my God, to have this fellowship with the Holy Spirit, King of Kings. In the mighty name of Jesus, O God, Father, be glorified and be magnified. I have shared this word with your children. Our God and our Father had a past that this word of God will continue to sink at the bottom of our hearts so that we'll never be put shame at the end of the day. Be glorified and be magnified. In Jesus' name we have prayed and breathed.